And tonight we're going to be talking about um, your natural and spiritual family, the Church of God, uh, and how it relates into our lives and how we are involved in the kingdom of God. Um, and I've asked Brother Paul if you'd help me to read tonight. And we will move quickly tonight. And I am. I love the Lord. Amen. I really do. As I kind of reflect back while you're getting situated, amen, uh, thinking about what God is doing in Abundant Life Center, uh, we've had, as uh, we think about the magnetic force of a church, the indraw of a church, and how it relates to Abundant Life Center and, and what we're a part of tonight. And, uh, there definitely is a draw of the Holy Ghost in this area, amen, to this particular church, amen, because of some things I mentioned before, the people of God. But uh, just looking at a, this past Sunday's service and even recent services, there's uh, we've had people uh, come to Bun Life Center from uh, Tanzania, Africa, from the country of Iran. Uh, even one lady that's been coming is, uh, she's from the, from South America. Uh, there's people here uh, Sunday from Linden and Lodi and Stockton and, and uh, Antica and Tracy and Lathrop and Modesto. And you think about what God is doing. I mean, God is putting together the pieces of the puzzle. And God is working to make something great for his name. Amen, that when people um, look this direction, they will see the hand of God. Amen, they will see what God has done. Um, when God is in it, amen, great things will, ha will happen. And, uh, we, are, we are thrilled, we are excited about everything. Um, <clears throat> as we have here on um, the first page, uh, just a couple of pages and very short Bible study tonight about the family of God. Uh, when you were born again, uh, by that we mean by of the water of the Spirit, you were born into a brand new family. Amen. This is the family of God that we are a part of tonight. The church, the church of the living God, amen, is a new family that you will find. And one of the things that I've heard my parents say, and I've witnessed it to be true, is that uh, through your through the years of living for God, you will find that your church family is often more real family to you than your blood family, um, because they're the ones that's going to be there to pray for you and believe in you and encourage you and be there for you day in and day out and helping you to become better. Uh, but you were born into a brand new family. In Romans chapter 12 and verse number 5. So we being many are one body in Christ and having one members one of another. So we being many are one body in Christ. Um, as we are born again of the water and spirit, amen, we take on the name of Jesus Christ in the waters of baptism. We 
join one body, amen, it is a unified body, um, and we are members one of, uh, one of another, and we're beginning to set the foundation for the body of Christ or the church, what we're going to talk about tonight, and there is connection, amen, that the body must have one with another, as well as one with the head, or Jesus Christ being the head of the body. Um, there must be that connection that we have one with another and one with God. And through the vehicle of the church, amen, we have that connection and we are part of that body of Christ. Um, it's one thing for somebody to say, well, I, uh, I stay home and I, yeah, I watch the televangelists or I open up my Bible and have my own prayer meeting and I just kind of do things on my own. That's not being a part of the body of Christ. That's not being connected to the vine. That's not being connected one with another. It's so important for us to be in the house of God and be connected to the body of Christ. And so right under Romans chapter 12 and verse number 5, there is great diversity within the family of God. You can look around here this night, tonight, and um, consider the many talents and backgrounds of people here. Amen. And... Uh, and there's a lot of diversity already within this place. People with different walks of life. Um, we've grown up in different environments. We've experienced different things. Lots of different talents and abilities. Um, and as we see here on a regular basis, different nationalities, different languages. Uh, there's great diversity within the house of God. That is how it ought to be. Um, but Psalms 133 in verse number 1. Amen. Behold how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. So we begin to move into, amen, understanding the importance of being unified as a body of Christ and not uh, every member of the body doing its own thing and being discombobulated, but being in sync one with another with, with the, the signals and the messages that the head of the body is sending. And there must be unity. And when there is unity in the body of Christ. Amen. It is a good and it is a pleasant thing that you can, that, uh, that is witnessed by all who, who, uh, who watch the body in action. Uh, and two things in this particular pas passage of scripture is first of all, we are to dwell together. And secondly, the dwelling together should be done in unity. Amen. Uh, we are to be unified, amen. There should not be uh, schisms and divisions within a church, amen. Uh, I believe there's a scripture uh, in the book of Revelation uh, that talks about one of the things that the Lord hates is that person that sows discord among the brethren or that disunity amongst uh, the church body. And if there's one thing that will get God's attention and not in a very positive way, it's somebody who goes around the church sowing discord. Amen. And so it goes around gossiping and, and uh, partaking and running people down. But when we are unified and when we are dwelling together in a church service setting, amen, it's a beautiful thing. Amen. It's a powerful thing. Um, and Brother Paul, if you just go to the book of Psalms 133 and verse 1, but read on a couple of more verses. It is like the precious ointment upon 
the head that ran down upon the beard, even Aaron's beard that went down to the skirts of his garments, as the dew of Hermon and as the dew that descended upon the mountains of Zion, for there the Lord commanded the blessing, even life forevermore. Amen. The unity that is amongst the church body, amen, is compared in the book of Psalms to that precious ointment that ran upon the head, even down upon the beard, Aaron's beard. Amen. When Aaron, the uh, priest, uh, was anointed, the anointing came from the head and went down to his the skirts of his garments. They went down to the floor. And it's also compared to uh, as the dew of Hermon, as the dew descended upon the mountains of Zion. And the scripture here talks about the dew. Amen. But we know from the scripture that it's not just uh, just simply dew on a on a uh, a grass. A blade, a blade of grass or a leaf on the ground, but it, it as we study uh, as we study this particular mountain of Hermon, Amen. It is actually the snow melt that is that that river that runs down. It's that it just flows down in a powerful way, and nothing, Amen, can stand in the way of that anointing. Uh, and it is a powerful thing when a people of God come together in unity, Amen. When we're all the same mind. The one accord and one mind. We can go back to the uh, the book of Acts, and we can study how that when the Holy Ghost was poured out, they were all in one accord in one place, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven like a mighty rushing wind. And when the people of God are together in sync in a church service or just functioning together in unity, Amen. It is a powerful force, Amen, through which it invites the presence of God like no other time. Amen. On the face of the earth, like no other time in history when the people of God are united. And so important, amen, for us to be united as a church body. And on the subject of unity, uh, so important that when we're having, uh, whether it be a prayer meeting or a church service, that we are together in, in the same room. Amen. Not split off in, in different splinters and some are here and some are there, but that we're all in sync, one with another. And we're, we're in unified uh, it, it, we serve it, we're in uh, perfect unity. Uh, a few years ago, I remember as I was teaching Sunday school for the teen boys class in San Jose and wanting God to do more in my Sunday school class and feel ownership of the, the class I was uh, a part of. And I remember asking uh, pastor, I said, pastor, I know we have prayer meeting on Saturday nights, but would it be okay if I just go pray in my classroom for my Sunday school kids? He said, no. What do you mean, Pastor? Like, why can't I? I'm, you know, this. I have the right intention. I'm praying for the kids, and and he just told me, no, you need to be in here with everybody else praying, and need to be unified. And I feel like I understand that a little bit more now as a pastor of this church, and how important it is for us to be in sync, one with another, in the same room, praying, seeking the face of God, drawing strength one from another, and just in perfect harmony and perfect unity. Amen. Just seeking the face of God and something so powerful, amen, can happen in your life and in your family's life as we are unified, amen, in the church uh, and doing what God has called us to do. Uh, what promotes unity? In the next question there is church attendance. Church attendance is a factor that will help promote unity amongst the family of God. Hebrews chapter 10 and verse number 25. 
not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another, and so much the more as ye see the day approaching. Amen. It's talking about the assembling of ourselves together in a church service or a church function. Uh, the body has to come together. It has to function. It has to be assembled. It's a gathering. It's a coming together. It's the community of faith, the church of the living God. And church attendance, the regular assembling together, amen, is that it promotes unity amongst the body of Christ and is so beneficial and so, uh, so powerful. Uh, Philippians 1.27 would talk about striving together and as we're in this fight together and I come to church service and I see uh, Brother Josh and, and maybe I'm struggling and I see Brother Josh worshiping the Lord and I know, hey, Brother Josh is doing it. I can make it, man. We're going to fight this battle. We're going to win this. And it's striving together. It's, it's assembling together, drawing strength one from the other. And another factor in the next bullet point there that promotes unity is a consistent walk with God. A consistent walk with the Lord. Walking with God. Never forget that you are a part of the family because you have a relationship with God. You have a relationship with the Father. Amen. You have a relationship with Him. And it would seem obvious that the way to maintain that relationship is to spend time with Him. Amen. This is talking about what promotes unity amongst the church. Amen. When I'm spending time in prayer and you're spending time in prayer and we're coming together. Amen. We're in sync. We're in harmony. We're just unified. And God is doing great things amongst the people of God. And prayer is your avenue of communication. Amen. To sustain, to sustain that consistent walk with God. And in a future lesson, uh, we're going to talk about prayer in a little bit more depth. Amen. But prayer is your avenue of communication. And one of the things that we uh, we try to encourage to do weekly, and it does make a huge difference, is fasting. Fasting is your sacrifice to draw closer to God. Amen. It is a sacrifice. Amen. It is pushing aside the food. Amen. It is telling the flesh no. Amen. Learning to discipline your flesh. And taking, it, uh, taking control over your flesh and not allowing your flesh to dictate to you your consecration and your service before the Lord. Fasting is so critical. If you haven't uh, made it a point to fast regularly, start with at least one meal a day. And just say, I'm going to give up this one meal. And while I'm giving up this one meal, I'm going to break out my Bible. And I'm going to bend my knee and I'm going to pray. I'm going to seek the face of God. And the fifth item there is... Worship is your offering to honor the Lord. Worship is your offering to honor Him. Amen. The book of Psalms, I want to uh, read this briefly. Psalms 150 says, Praise ye the Lord. Praise God. Where? In His sanctuary. Praise God in His sanctuary. Praise Him in the firmament of His power. Praise Him for His mighty acts, according to His excellent greatness. And it talks about with the sound of the trumpet, with the psaltery and harp, with the timbrel and the dance, with the string instruments and organs, upon the loud cymbals and the high-sounding cymbals. This 
type of environment is in a church service. Amen. So important. And the sixth bullet point under a consistent walk with God. Amen. Talking about promoting unity is the word. The word of God is your roadmap and instruction manual. Amen. And we come to the house of God and we are the same preached word of God. Amen. We hear the same message and we feel the direction that God is leading this church into. And we can begin to strive for the same things and we can begin to uh, aim in the same direction and and uh, go forward in God in the same manner. And uh, how shall they hear except that there will be a preacher? Amen. You've got to have a preacher. You've got to have a pastor in your life. And I'm humbled tonight, amen, I'm very humbled tonight that you would call this church your home and me your pastor, amen, it's a humbling experience. The, moving to the next bullet, uh, bolded area is talking about the purpose of the church. And there are many purposes, but focusing on just a few here tonight, the purpose of the church is friendship or fellowship. One of the purposes of the church is that friendship or that fellowship. And nothing quite compares to the joy of Christian fellowship. And we make it a priority to build lasting bonds between the members of our church. And Brother Paul, if you read the book of Acts chapter 2, 44 to 46. And all that believed were together and had all things common. And sold their possessions and goods and parted them to all men as every man had need. And they, continuing daily with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house, did eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart. He's talking about the breaking of bread or the fellowship, the getting together. Something um, special, amen, about breaking bread one with another. Amen. It's a very, uh, in many ways, an intimate experience. Uh, of, of friendship or fellowship. And I would stop and just say here for a few moments that uh, make it a point to fellowship with people in the church. Amen. Sometimes we can get in ourselves into a lot of trouble by just saying, well, I'm going to go hang out with friends that are not in the church. And we end up being tempted to do things we shouldn't do. We end up hearing music we shouldn't hear and hearing words we shouldn't expose ourselves to and begins to slip into our mind and, and those words begin to slip out of our mouth and and all because we just didn't make a point to fellowship with the church. And we said, I'm going to fellowship with those that are not in the church. Amen. It's the, one of the purposes of the church is for fellowship. It's for friendship. Amen. It's so important, amen, to have that connection again, one with another. Um, and as we can stop and talk about that for another moment, amen, when there is a new visitor that does come to the doors of the church, amen, and uh, God moves in their lives and, and great things are happening in the Sunday morning service or Wednesday night service. Amen. We should take it upon ourselves, amen, to connect to new visitors and to new the new people in the, uh, that are coming and just make it a point. Hey, uh, you know, let's let's get together for lunch or for coffee or let me get your number. Let's stay connected. Uh, it goes a long ways, amen, in uh, winning people to the Lord and winning people into the, the kingdom of God. Uh, I'll never forget a few years ago as I went out to college and was in Sacramento, moved out there, moved out on my own, a little bit of a scare experience for a few, for a little bit there, uh, but made it a point that when I was 
going to be living in Sacramento for the Monday through Friday that I would go to the Rock Church. And I went to the Rock Church in, in Elk Grove. And I remember on my first service there, and then several of the other, uh, several of the young men came up to say hello. But they didn't just say hello. They said, well, let me get your number. Let's, take, let's get connected. Let me tell you about what's happening. And I appreciate that. I felt like, hey, it's going to be all right. And, and I ended up going and staying there at the Rock Church. And I will say that I did visit other churches. Amen. While I was out there in Sacramento and checked out a number of different churches and didn't have that same connection. And as a result, I did end up going there. It makes a huge difference when people come that they feel connected. And so make it a point. Hey, I'm going to make a new friend. Amen. There's new visitors in the house of the Lord. I'm going to, I'm going to reach out. I'm going to connect. Amen. To the visitors. And it goes a long ways in retention of first time visitors. Um, the second purpose of the church that we're going to talk about is learning. Amen. To us, studying the Word of God is vital because it not only instructs us intellectually, but also guides us spiritually. And we believe the Bible and we accept it as God's Word to man. A book that is alive and relevant to life today. Learning, learning its truths is an exciting adventure. Uh, Amen. So, as we come to the house of God and we engage in the church and in the church service, and we hear the preached word of God, and we hear the, the word taught to us, amen, uh, our lives, uh, we are learning and we're growing in our walk with the Lord. Uh, 2 Timothy chapter 3 and 16. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction. For instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. I mean, all Scripture is given by inspiration of God, and it's profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, and instruction in righteousness. That's what happens when you come into a church service, a church setting, amen. You receive instruction and guidance and a practical application of what the Word of God, how the Word of God applies to your life. Um, and I remember as a young, as a young boy, amen, many times sitting under my father's ministry, uh, many of services, just hearing him teach and just teach and teach and teach. And I felt like, you know, I was, uh, learning a lot in the, about the word of God. And then I remember, uh, as I went on to connect to another larger church in the area for a little time and with some of the other young people in in, in, in the course of conversation, talking about things, realize they don't even know a lot of things in the Bible. I'm shocked. But when you come to the house of God and you hear the good teach, a good teaching, Amen. Uh, it will, it will do uh, many amazing things. It will do wonders for your life, which is solid foundation and grounding about what the Word of God means and, and how it applies to your life. Uh, and the third. Underlying area for one of the purposes of the church is enrichment. Enrichment. For every person at every age level, amen, this church is already, amen, offering a variety of opportunities and special programs and ministries for children, for youth and adults. And, amen, it is really a kaleidoscope of activities. Uh, and there's more than one place where you can be personally enriched. Uh, and it's through the vehicle of the church 
and you stepping out in faith and seeing an opportunity and just saying, hey, I want to be a part of that. You're discovering talents that you have that you did not know you have. As you just simply say, well, there's a need. Uh, I feel that God wants me to help meet that need. And suddenly you discover a talent that before you didn't know it was there. But through the vehicle of the church being and you being a part of it, you're discovering, well, wait a minute. I can sing. I can play the drums. Like I, I can... I can, I'm, I'm a friendly person. I can be the best greeter that a butt center has and all these different things. And you begin to discover, I have a, I love to talk. I have a, um, it just comes naturally. I love talking to children, teaching children. And, and we're discovering talents and, and different things that before you didn't know you had, but through the vehicle of the church and being involved in it, you're saying, well, wait a minute. I, I didn't know that God gave me that talent and I didn't know that I had that ability. Uh, I can just pick on a friend of mine. Amen. I see Brother Josh and... I didn't know he, I mean, he's, he has a great sense of humor, but seeing him in Sunday school for a few times, I'm like, wow, that's a gift. And then Sister Monica, I never see her before, you know, up here singing, and all of a sudden she's willing to, to fill a spot, and then I'm listening, I'm like, she can sing. And, and all these different things that you're saying, well, wait, I want to just be a part of something, and you're discovering things, and it's, your life is being personally enriched, and one of the, uh, if I think of, one of the uh, mottos of the Rock Church that I used to be a part of uh, while I was in college, they have this theme. It's called helping people become. And I'm thinking, wow, that is so, that fully encapsulates, amen, one of the purposes of the church. And this bullet point of enrichment is it's helping you to become fully what God has called you to become. And you're discovering things and, and, and it's in the church that you're overcoming fear of public speaking and you're, you're overcoming your, your, your insecurities and you're getting a hold of God. And, and we, we heard, amen, even Brother Golden speak about on Sunday, amen, you're seeing uh, in, in the place of prayer that, that perfect you and what you're supposed to look like and God's drawing you closer to that perfect uh, image of yourself because you're seeing Him for who He is. And in the, in the course of a church service and getting a hold of God, and uh, whether it be a prayer meeting, amen, you're seeing God, eh, you're, more, you're seeing it more clearly, and God's revealing to you what you look like and what you should look like, and, and you're growing, you're being enriched, and you're becoming more of what God has in store for your life. Amen. As we continue to move through, amen, 1 Peter chapter 4, verse number 10. As every man has hath received the gift, even so minister the same one to another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. Amen. As God has given it to you on a Sunday morning or Wednesday night, you're saying, wait a minute. It's not just for me to keep for myself, but I've got to put this in action. I've got to practice it. And you, in the process of doing that, are being a good steward of the talents and the abilities that God has uh, entrusted you with. Um, and it is, it's, I, I'm just amazed and just seeing how people, when they get involved in, in the things of God, the kingdom of God, amen, how God blesses them even more. And the most happiest, most fulfilled people are those that are just saying, I want to be a part of what God's doing in my church. And those are the most fulfilled people because you're giving back, you're being a part, you're engaging, and you're rendering Amen. To God, what is His? He gave you the talent. He gave you the breath. He gave you the ability. He gave you the, the treasure. Say, God, is, I'm giving it back to you. And near the top of the second page there, the underline is service. Perhaps we're already talking about this. Uh, just as Jesus Christ came not to be ministered unto, 
But to minister, we also believe and accept our responsibility to reach out in service to others. And this applies both within and without our church family. Amen. Ephesians chapter 4, 11 to 16. And he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers. For the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. Till we all come in the, in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, that we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slight of men and cunning craftiness whereby they lie in wait to deceive. But speaking the truth in love may grow up into him in all things, which is the head, even Christ, from whom the whole body fitly joined together and compacted by that which every joint supplieth, according to the effectual working and the measure of every part, maketh increase of the body unto the edifying of itself in love. Amen. There's a lot of meat in that passage of Scripture. Amen. But God has given... Amen. The church, amen, to you, it is a gift of God to, to this people, to the world, amen. It is God giving apostles and prophets and evangelists and pastors and teachers, and it's for the perfecting of the saints. I, mean, I don't know about you, but I realize I ain't perfect. I'm far from perfect. But I want to be more perfect. I want to be better. I want to better myself. I'm not satisfied with where I am in life. I want more of God. I want to better myself and to those that may perhaps be content to just ride it out and I'm happy where I'm at. And, well, you're never really going to experience much that uh, as much as God has in store for you. Amen. Unless you get involved in the church. Amen. It's for the perfecting of the saints. Amen. It's for the edifying of the body of Christ. Amen. I need to come to a church service and I need to be edified. I need to come to a church service and I need to feel God. I need to come to a church service and help the preacher and the evangelist, amen, round out my a proper understanding of life and a worldview and a proper understanding of what a family should be like and, and how I should live morally and spiritually, amen, in every which way. And I need I need the church, amen. I need the, the influence of the body of Christ, amen, to one day help the children that God gives us, amen. How to, amen, just that, that good encouragement, that good fellowship. Amen. When I have children one day, I want a little Jenna or a little Jack or a Maddie to influence my kids. Amen. This is how you're going to pray. This is how we're going to do sense. This is how we're going to live for God. This is how we're going to do things. Amen. It's going to all come back. Amen. I give to you. You give back to me. And we're constantly strengthening one another and blessing one another. And that happens in a church service, in a church setting, through the vehicle of the church. And then the, the last element here is worship. The primary reason that we meet together is to magnify Jesus Christ. Whenever we release our worship through praise and song, we receive liberty and inspiration. And anytime we gather together, it becomes a time of spiritual refreshment. Amen. Spiritual refreshment. I feel refreshed already tonight in the Holy Ghost just by being here. Amen. Psalms 150. We already read that one through six. Talks about talking about praise ye the Lord, and we're instructed to give Him worship and praise. Amen. And uh, 
some of the things that this church offers already, amen, and many in its infant stages, amen, but there's potential to get involved in Sunday school, uh, there's youth ministry that's happening already, and sometimes we can go through uh, life and not really celebrate and realize all the things that are going on, and there's men's ministry, uh, we started that, and it's quarterly at this point, uh, and women's ministry, and we've had a few events already, and Georgina's very involved with multimedia ministry, and we have outreach monthly, and we have a little nursery area, and there's Bible studies, and there's a lot of things. Amen. Even if we're to add on to this, there's transportation ministry, mm-hmm. and there's just so many things to be a part of and be involved with, and uh, so excited about what God has in store for us. Why don't we stand to our feet? Amen. We're going to close with a word of prayer. Amen. I Sometimes, uh, in a, sometimes, amen, you have altar call at the beginning of, begin of service. Sometimes it's the middle of service, but sometimes it's, the, it's at the end of service. Amen. And, uh, and I'm just thankful for what God did here at the beginning of service. Amen. Um, we want to ask the Lord to just be with us. And we'll also pray over the offering that God will bless it and honor it and receive it. Amen.